You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert. And I have with us today Parisa, uh, Michelle Parisa Wasek. I'm so excited to say your full name. Michelle Parisa Wasek, and it's Michelle PW. And she is lovely. So you all are in for a real treat. Um, I love when we have these amazing guests on the show who, who merge these worlds of like the real practical and, and check the boxes and, 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 and concrete here in, in the physical reality, but also they, they get it, right? They're tapped in. And so she does these love-based concepts. So today we're going to talk about based in love. And, and she, she writes books about it. She's a best-selling author. And she inspires others to really approach things from a very different vantage point than what we're used to. And so approaching business, marketing, everything from the perspective of love. And so, of course, you know, here at Superpower Experts, we adore when that concept can get woven in to everything that everybody's doing. So without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome her to the show. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Um, so let's jump right in right away before we start talking about the books and, and, and all of the amazing stuff you're doing in the world. And first ask, what are your superpowers? Oh, so I think my, my big superpower is, well, I, you know, I've got a few of them. I mean, one of the things is, is I came from this, you know, the, the realm of copywriting and marketing. So copywriting is obviously writing copy for businesses and direct response copy. And I was, one of the things that was a real big superpower is I was able to really feel what people wanted to hear from businesses. So, and it is kind of a woo-woo. It was interesting because I grew up, it's so funny listening to you because I grew up, my dad's a scientist. He's a cancer researcher. So I was like totally in the practical and, you know, no woo-woo anywhere. So when I realized that I had this superpower, it was kind of strange because there is no factual basis of it. But that's one of the reasons why I was so successful and so able to help my clients is because I could, I could really tap into what people wanted to hear and and really give that to them so that was one of the one of the big ones i'm like i'm, I'm having this whole conversation in my mind i'm like oh my god that's so cool da, 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 da. anyway uh, sorry <laughs> occupational hazard in, in operating some of these spaces so i love the idea of the you know base of the practical and, and and you know no no woo woo anywhere I, I love that concept but the um in addition to that, what, what I think is so fascinating is how you weave together this dialogue around like copywriting, right? Which is so specific in its yeah. approach. But what we're learning is the idea that we have to work in these kind of more humanitarian, heart-based, emotion-based, like, like that's what sells, right? And so, so, so it's, I, I'm always fascinated with the art of really, really good copywriting, both from the technical aspect but also from the, um, the pull, right? That attractive principle. How, how, what has your experience been with all that? So it's really interesting that you say that because what happened with, what, okay, one of the things that I realized about traditional direct response copy that I call fear-based, and it's funny because I have, I have some reservations about calling fear-based emotions fear-based, even though they are, because I feel I don't want people to, 
I, it, it sounds very negative and judgmental. And the reality is those fear-based emotions and, and fear-based emotions are like fear, grief, anger, you know, shame, guilt. They have a place, you know, as part of being human is that, you know, they're here and they do serve us in some capacity. So the idea is not to turn them off. The idea is to be welcome to what they have to say in our human existence, which is hard because they don't feel very good. <laughs> and I get it. But the reality is, is that running away and trying to numb ourselves and not feel it doesn't work either. But one of the things that I started to realize with traditional fear-based selling and fear-based marketing and fear-based copy, why so many people find it so icky. And you, you, you know, I mean, you, you listening to it probably realize it too. It's like, you know, the used car salesman, the slimy and authentic, all of that other stuff. It's because it's tapping into fear-based emotions. And here's what's happening. So like, let's say you have a bad day at work and then, you know, and, you, and you're really upset. So what do you do? You go home and you have a drink because, you know, that's how you deal with it. Well, what traditional fear-based selling is, is that it's basically triggering emotions. Usually it's fear or shame. And with that, um, and, you know, so it's was triggering those emotions. And so then, and, and the implied promise is if you buy the product or the service, those emotions will go away. So it's almost like you are actually triggering that cycle that we have around, um, you know, like, you know, you have a bad day, you have a drink, you have a bad day, you know, you start a fight with your, your spouse, you gossip, you know, all the ways that we use to sort of avoid feeling our emotions. That's precisely the cycle that's going on with our marketing. So part of what's so great about the love-based side of it is we're not tapping, we're not, we're not into that cycle anymore. So it's a, it's a way to help sort of not only evolve ourselves as humans, but then sort of evolve the whole human race. Mm -hmm. Well, and I see more and more companies, more and more people opting out, you know, and it's like, it just doesn't feel good. And it's right. You know, I, I remember coming out of the counterintelligence realm and it was, I mean, there was a lot there that just didn't feel good. Right. It was probably one of the most paranoid um, industries in the world, but it's, um, it, and I remember for a long time, I was super resistant to anything that was, I don't know, that, that even, that even danced around fear. And I even tell people the story of where it's like, we, you know, we, when, when my husband and I left government, we set out to be like corporate trainers or something, you know, cause we just, it, we just didn't want anything to do with any of that anymore. And of course, as we entered into entrepreneurship, everybody wanted us to use our skills that we had used in the government. And I was like, no, like, like we had a two-year-old daughter. I was like, I want rainbows and unicorns. Like I want, <laughs> I don't want to know that people are being deceptive. I don't want right. to think that businesses aren't doing what they say they're going to do. Like, I really just wanted to be Pollyanna-ish and naive. I, I, I just didn't want anything um, to kind of sully that. And of course, the, the magic, the secret sauce is always in the intersection. And the, but, but that was the experience. And it was like, what I took from that and, and that staunch kind of standpoint that I had early on was, was I get to choose. And I get to choose where I'm putting my energy and I get to choose what companies I'm listening to. And I get to choose whether or not to turn on a news channel. And I get to choose what infiltrates my day-to-day -day existence. And you know, a lot of what Superpower Experts stands to do is to remind people that they have that choice yes. and, and, and to assist them in invoking it rather than feeling at the mercy of something. And I do see that, that trend, <clears throat> excuse me, that a lot of people are opting out yes. of that fear-based kind of concept. 
Exactly. And I think that's, and that's really, cause it's, it's not, I don't want to say it, I mean, it still can work. And part of what I feel like I'm doing is I'm here to, you know, to educate so that you can make your choice because I'm not here to be judgmental and say, you have to use love-based because that's not very love-based. But uh, <laughs> love-based is about I love it. Yes. Love-based is doing it my way. Exactly. So, <laughs> So, you know, there's always a choice and, but my, and the, my hope is, is that the more we, the more other people like, you know, for all of you who are listening, if you're inspired by this, you know, and you start to, to live this way, you'll inspire other people because it's not really some, it's something that other people need to feel, experience, sort of in, be inspired by in order to start to shift themselves. So I feel like, you know, we can really just start this whole movement and really just help us as, as, as a, a species really up level how we interact with each other and the rest of the planet. Mm, I love that. Um, so, so we're going to take a quick break. We've been talking with Michelle PW about based in love. And when we come back, what I w- really want to tackle is I think now the flip side around the, the fear that the love based stuff can't work and, and how do you really build in that? And so let's take a quick break, but stick with us and we're going to, we're going to give you some, some tips on how to make sure that, that that can work in your business. So stay with us and we'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to Superpower Up Podcast. Today, we're talking with Michelle P.W. about Based in Love. Prior to the break, we were discussing you know, how, how this trend that we're seeing, that, that people are kind of opting out of the fear kind of concept. But but I do still see people experiencing a little bit of trepidation in the idea that, that it can work. Yeah. Like you can really build a business with love as its foundation. Um, what, what can we offer to people um, to head them down that road? So one thing that I'd, I'd like to just uh, say, I, and it's funny because, it's, uh, you know, I grew up in, you know, Wisconsin in the Midwest with my, with my practical science dad. Um, so I don't like to brag, but... So I never lead with this, but over the last eight years, you know, I have sold nearly $50 million worth of products and services using this love-based copy and marketing. So it absolutely can work. So let's start there. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I want to take a pause. Okay. <laughs> awesome. I love it. And so that's perfect. And I think that we have pieces of us yeah. that need to hear that. Do you hear what she just said, folks? Over $50 million in products and services doing this. And, and, and so when those aspects of you, those fear-based pieces want to chime in and say, this is impossible, we can't do it this way, you know, people won't take us seriously, all of this type of stuff, use that, right? We, we get to take from each other and say, hey, I'm going to grab that little cellular confidence piece right there. It works, right? And it doesn't just work for Michelle because she's magical and mystical and she, she's, you know, superhuman. She's all those things. But if, if she can do it truly, you can do it also and you can pull from those techniques, so I think it's really important to feed people that information and make sure that we've got that. I mean, Lord knows we've got enough in our repertoire and enough collective stories of things that can't work. 
we need to offset that with the proof that it can. So yeah. I really wanted to hammer that home. Okay, please continue. So people do want to be inspired. Okay, so when you actually study how people buy, um, you know, they don't, they, they don't really buy out of fear. Like, in fact, they, there was a famous um, psychological stu study. This was years ago. I, in fact, I, it was funny because I learned about it when I was in middle school, and then I saw it again when I was studying copywriting. And I'm old, so that's been a while. Um, but they're trying to get kids to brush their teeth more. And they had three groups of kids. And one, they showed these horrible pictures of like the, you know, glums, you know, gums bleeding and teeth falling out. One, they just said, here, brush more. And, you know, that was really minor. And then the second one was where they talked about what could happen, but they didn't show the awful pictures. And it was interesting because the third group that saw the oh, horrible pictures were the ones that shut it all off. They're the ones that were initially like, oh my God, I'll brush my teeth twice a day, you know, three times a day, you know, because I don't want that to happen. But it was so awful that they actually turned off, they, they actually went back to their old habits, their brain, they, it didn't actually inspire change. It was the second group that had the best results. So when you look about that, people don't, are not actually that motivated by fear. I mean, it works in the real short term, but what works, I mean, people want it, what, what actually gets people to buy is because they feel inspired, they feel passionate, they feel hope. That's what you want to really tap into. And, you can, and, and so and then you need some urgency, you know, because we procrastinate, but the urgency doesn't have to come from a place of fear, whereas, or scarcity. You know, I mean, it's perfectly legitimate to say the class is starting today or the program's starting today, or we only have three more spaces left. There's nothing wrong with saying that. If you're coming from, if you're come from is, you know, this is the truth and you're standing in your truth and, you're, and, you're, and you have good boundaries, there's nothing wrong with that. And that's part of what it is. Part of what you need to do is your mindset and your come from has to come from that too. Well, and you're talking about all the really fantastic buzzwords that we feel. So there's integrity, there's there's truth in word, there's um, you know you know coming from that authentic place. And I do think that that's interwoven, and it helps to sell the message. Like like right. there's something so amazingly attractive to us about that level of just purity. Like like even though it is its own form of manipulation, it's it feels good and it's not manipulation like like some you know a, a new nlp practitioner you know trying to convince somebody of something but it's 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 really just that compelling thing of like we want to connect with people we want to feel um like like people are offering us something of value and that that there's hope for the enrichment of our existence and 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 i love the example that you gave about the idea that fear works in in the minor kind right. of interim. And I'm really going to sit with that because the book that I always recommend to people, um, not always, but it comes up a lot with clients about how fear really is the motivating factor and drives a lot of our decision-making is um, Why is God Laughing by Deepak Chopra. And it does a phenomenal job of helping to identify where fear plays a role. And I love what you had to say about it. It's, it is very short term, but in that book, he does a great job of outlining the idea that fear is mostly just an abstract concept because the things that we fear the most really, truly, um, you know, if we, even if we just break it down in statistics, like it's like how people are afraid of sharks, right? And then people love to say, well, you have a much better chance of getting struck by lightning or I don't know, I'm, I'm right. messing with statistics, but anyway, but, but that's, 
we have these unfounded fears. And, and again, it's not helpful to say, well, why would you be afraid of that? It doesn't make any sense. But it is helpful maybe to say there's a purpose to it. And the purpose is the immediate get your attention in the moment so you can make a different decision. It was never designed as a life plan, exactly. you know, as a, as, a, as a strategy for how to structure your existence. Like it's, it's designed in a very, you know, run away from the saber-toothed tiger kind of way. Right. And it's, or, it's an immediate. Fight. You can yeah, fight. or fight. Exactly. And so it's, you know, when you look at it, like fear is designed for a very specific purpose for an immediate reaction. Yeah. And if we can say, okay, I see you, I hear you, I appreciate what you've done in my life so far, I don't feel like I need to be drug around by that anymore. Yeah, it's the letting you control, or it's letting the fear control you. It's letting the fear make decisions. Because I think that's the problem with all the emotions. We allow the emotions unconsciously to make the decisions for us. And that's the problem. You know, emotions are just meant to be felt. They are not meant to be argued with or discussed with or rationalized with or have you make decisions or choices or take action from them. You know, they, they, they're providing information in the moment. And I think if we, if we look at it that way and we just simply feel them and just take them in as information in the moment, plus, you know, part of what makes us human is how we feel. I mean, it's, it adds so much joy and, and richness to our life. You know, if we turn down our emotions, you know, are we even humans anymore? Well, and it's interesting because I don't see fear as an emotion. Um, I don't see love as an emotion either. Like the, the emotions to me, so I work with a lot of people who receive their intuition through emotional energy. And so I really make clear delineations between feelings, emotions, emotional energy, but, and, and frequencies. And so fear is a frequency, love is a frequency. And um, I mean, this is the construct that I work with it. And, mm -hmm. and then, then, then what happens when we choose to listen and, and, and not listen, but when we choose to come from the frequency of love or come from the frequency of fear, the 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 things that happen after that can sometimes be categorized as emotions right they're more reactions to a choice about frequency or about what gets presented in a moment um and, and where we operate from and so you know i think that it's interesting to me that we mix and match words so emotions emotional energy feelings like like i i, I I find it fascinating that the word feelings is the same as feeling something. So, so sensing a lot of times we confuse feeling and sensing. And so, mm -hmm. so by breaking that down in an almost like, um, you know, you know, hyper like detailed semantics kind of perspective, I think it starts to give us space for a whole different vernacular that in my opinion is a lot more useful because when we look at fear as an emotion, and then, and then I, and I agree with exactly what you just said. Like, why would we remove all emotions from, you know, our existence? Like, that's not um, necessary. In fact, a lot of people connect through emotion. Not, not, yeah. not everybody, but uh, uh, folks who have that emotional energy intuition, that is how they connect to each other. And so we don't want to get rid of them. Like, and you said that at the beginning of the show, eradicating it is not the goal. But I also think there's a lot of confusion about what it is and what it isn't. 
You know, I like what you said about sensing, because that's one of the things that for years, I mean, Enneagram six. And so that's part of like fear is, <laughs> I know a lot about fear. Fear and I are very intimate. Um, cause I, <laughs> you know anything about Enneagram six fears, fears are, are fear and worry and anxiety mm-hmm. are all of our, we're all about. And, you know, one of the things that I struggled with was to like, because my inner wisdom and, you know, intuition speaks to me through knowing and, and, and I guess feeling, but I guess what it is is sensing is what, you know, this deep inner knowing is how I would have described it, but maybe it's more sensing. And it's only now, only now that I have been so, you know, surrendering to feeling, you know, whatever is up in the moment and just letting it move through me, that now I'm able to finally start to sense the difference between what my intuition is telling me versus what my ego, you know, fear-based, you know, like if it's just a fear-based emotion that's coming up versus, um, versus, I guess, versus sensing um, an intuitive hit. So that's real. So I hadn't thought of it that way before. Yeah, and I and I find I would imagine you know if we sat down and ran your chart like that that emotional energy piece is is real key for you, yeah. and there's always clues. And so you know I was just talking with a client yesterday. I said, here's the deal: like I don't throw anything out. I don't disregard anything. As as I work with clients, it's like there are always clues. So it's like the thing that you you know our our greatest superpowers are always always start off as our our biggest challenge because we have to master. Right. the shadow element of it. And we can't even possibly start using them as our greatest superpower until we've done that work and then neutralized it. And then we open up to, okay, but why? Like, right. it's easy to say fear has been a big component in your life. Okay, great. But the work that I do is like, that's a clue. Yeah. That tells me who you're going to work with. That tells me how you're going to work with them. That tells me what you agreed to transmute in this lifetime. Like there's so much richness in that one itty bitty little sentence and, and most of the time we set about wanting to rid ourselves of it because it doesn't feel good. Like you said, yes. it feels icky, but those are clues, you know, and if we disregard them, we never see fully what we're here to do and how we're going to go about it. And so there's so many intricacies within that. Um, anyway, I mean, obviously I get jazzed up by, by that, by that stuff, but it's, you know, so, so there's a lot of power in, in taking that approach with it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree because I'm starting to see that now because I think, you know, starting there and me, you know, learning to transmute that into love has, has been one of the keys so that I can stand here and help other people do it because, yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 can, I can totally see it now even though you're, you're right. There, you know, there, there were times in the middle of it that it was really awful. Yeah. Well, and, and, and my opinion is, you know, here at Superpower Experts, we tell people very openly and honestly, like your superpowers will never fully come online until you commit to using them for good. And yeah. you can't really make that commitment until you've traversed some of these spaces, you know, and, and that, that's just a necessary part of the process. And once you've done that, you can see the gift in it. And so there's, there are no shortcuts. You know, one of my biggest beefs with the personal development community, even the spiritual growth communities and more of the woo-woo stuff is, have, have taken some of this on as of late is that it's easy, you know, or that there's these quick three steps and then you're there. And it's like, of course, it's the easiest, most normal state of existence, but it's just not, um, actually, let me reframe that. It is the easiest and most simple state of existence. It's not normalized. And, and that's, the, that's the work. It is no, re-normalizing it for yourself. And you're up against eons of collective consciousness, you know, programming, all of these things. And so, so 
when I see someone who has so much conviction about what she's doing in this, especially you in this love-based kind of arena, um, you know, I see you kind of standing there, like planting the flag, staking your claim and saying, I believe we can do it this way. Um, despite all evidence to the contrary, I believe we can do it this way. And, and I'm going to set about proving it. Um, and, I, and I think that a lot of folks are hearing that call. And if you take nothing else from this episode, which would be kind of silly, but if you take nothing else from this episode, you know, rest assured that you're not alone in that and that there are those of us who have heard that call, done the work and are staking that claim. And it can be done that way. And, you know, the world needs more of us having the courage to do that. And so, you know, I, for one, honor what you're doing and love the, that approach and appreciate the fact that you're willing to give voice to the journey that it took to get there. And I, and I do believe that there is a secret sauce in there for you um, because so many people want to disregard what they feel as the, the, the lesser kind of aspects of the journey. Well, and they let their feelings stop them. I mean, how many times have we entrepreneurs, um, you know, they get this story, like something doesn't work the way it's supposed to, and, and, and they, all this stuff comes up for them, all these triggers, and then they, um, and because of that, they get this story that the universe is trying to tell them, like, shut their business down, and then they go do it, I mean, which is not the story at all. So, yeah, yeah. so it, it, I feel very... Yeah, very passionate about this. <laughs> well, and most people don't understand that we will create people in the projection to drive us into the place that we feel justified in going to. And so it's not as simple as say, well, but I had a psychic reading done and she told me, da, 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 da. And it's like, yeah, but at what point do you take ownership of the fact that you created her telling you that? Yeah. To give you the yeah. option. And it's like, we, but we don't like that. We like to think that there are these forces at play that have dominion over us and it's just not truth, you know, but, but that's, that's a super scary kind of concept that we really do have to take full ownership of everything. Uh, you know, it's like surprise. Um, but, but you know, that, that can be a conversation for a different time, but I, I think that we're dancing around that. Um, and it's important to call it out and to say that ultimately you're in choice in all yes. of that. Right. And yeah. And if you allow the feelings that you get or, or, or if, you, if you allow feeling bad or uncomfortable to drive your actions, then that's that's not the right place to be. And so that's mm -hmm. that's really what I, I want to. Yeah, that's really what I want to be a stand for, because I, you know, I let it stop me for years. I mean, I did not mm. publish my fiction books. Um, I got myself really tangled up in a, in a, in a mess that's taking me a while to sort of unravel because I kind of built the wrong, I built, I built some wrong things in my life because of, I misunderstood what I was, what, what my feelings were. I misunderstood what the emotions were telling me. Mm. So if I can stop people from doing that, that's, or, or give them a different choice in the matter, um, you know, that's really what, that's really what I would love to do. I love it. Well, beautiful. Well, let, let's tell people where they can go to find out more about you. 
So my Love Based Biz blog, so it's lovebasedbiz.com. So that's where I have more articles and stuff about like, you know, building a business, living a life, um, you know, on love versus fear. And then of course, all my books, um, I've got five love-based books starting with love-based copy and then love-based goals is the latest one. And that's, you can see them, you can see them on the, the blog or on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. They're, they're, they're all over the place. Yeah, so I would love to, um, and then and this, and then I have a podcast too, Love Based Money. So yeah, so you know, please you know head on over to the blog and check things out. Perfect. Well, and and if you go to superpowerexperts.com, go to this episode. We'll make sure that we've got links there for you as well. Uh, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a delightful conversation, and I really, um, really just appreciate what you're doing in the world. And uh, please let us know how we can support you. Well, thank you so much. I really loved this conversation too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you all. As always, we appreciate your loyalty. So, and until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.